You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and I have an interview that I have wanted to get for a while with Caitlin Abdal Velasquez, um, artist, uh, tattoo artist, uh, based in Portland. Wanted to welcome you to the show, Caitlin. It's great to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Um, we start with the with the big with the big question uh right off the bat about you caitlin were you an artist when you were born i've thought a lot about this question and honestly i couldn't say um my family was a very strange one we had art everywhere um my mom was an artist she did calligraphy Um, my mom and my dad ran their own business doing calligraphy and photography and party planning all kinds of just entrepreneurial crafty things um my grandpa was a watercolor painter he actually did the um advertisements in old magazines back in the 40s and 50s um so i just i grew up around art um i had access to really great art supplies when i was a kid and art history books everywhere um not a lot of team sports in my family (laughs) um so yeah i I couldn't say because I've chosen to spend a lot of my time on art and working on crafts and skills, Um, but also that is a choice. So I could have, I could have completely rebelled and not enjoyed art at all. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was, it was around you and there must have been a lot of it around you because of what you're describing, because, you know, like a lot of images and a lot of that um, you know, uh, uh, being around that, um, and, 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 and what, what, what region did you, what region did you grow up with? What region did you grow up in? Uh, I grew up in Western Massachusetts. So, like, um, I kind of describe it like the Shire, like little hills, um, <laughs> little rivers, uh, very picturesque. Um, like if you picture upstate New York, the, the landscape was more similar to that than coastal New England. Uh, yeah yeah i i noticed um i was actually just recently describing to somebody as you head into i'm from rhode island uh, as you head into western massachusetts there's this area where it's like that massachusetts new york area as you mm -hmm. head out you know as you head out to western massachusetts and uh it's such a different culture and climate out in western massachusetts versus you know uh the the (laughs) eastern part yeah yeah yeah, a lot I of mean, artists, a lot of artists, a lot of writers. Yeah, yeah, tons of artists. Yeah, so uh, there's a big folk music scene in Western Mass. Um, there's lots of poetry readings. There's lots of artists and galleries. Um, and I would say quirkiness. Like, I grew up in the quirky part of the state where being an artist was really acceptable, <laughs> maybe compared to other areas. Um, and th- I also spent a lot of time outdoors just staring at leaves and bugs and plants. And um, that was hugely inspiring, I think, as a kid and, and still continues to be. I think when I um, learned to love a place, it's when I learned to nat- love the nature of a place. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can really connect to that and, and, and appreciate that. And of course we're talking Western Massachusetts, but of course in, 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 in Oregon as well with a lot of, um, the beautiful state that it is and, and, and the nature that's present. I wanted to, um, I wanted to go into um, tattooing, and I what I, what I wanted to ask is um, I I haven't had many tattoo artists um, on on the show, and um, I had a question uh, about that. I want to get into that component of, of your art, but um, uh, I've seen your the the images, both you know you paint, but also um, the the tattoos art that you do, and it's. Um, beautiful um incredible and i know like a lot of people desire you to tattoo them <laughs> that's clear <laughs> um what can you tell us what like when folks are coming to you what what do you think that they're seeing you know from you that they want to put on on themselves like what what uh, how do you go about your your tattooing or what are people going to you for you think well I think you have it spot on that people see the love of nature. I often get requests for naturalistic imagery, you know, whether it's landscapes or pet portraits or flowers. Um, I've had multiple people contact me and say that they specifically chose me because they could tell that I loved nature. And I don't know how that comes through in the art. I'm just glad that it does because that's very much where my heart is. Um, uh, but as far as how people choose me, it, I think it's, it's so dependent on the particular client. Um, maybe they liked my bio, or maybe they saw one tattoo that I did on a friend of theirs 10 years ago, and they liked that. And that might even be kind of different from what I do now, but then um, through talking to them, I can figure out if it's a good fit or not. Um, and uh, I think that I think that clients uh, know a lot more about tattoos nowadays than they did, say, 20 years ago, and so they somewhat know what to to look for like they're looking for clean lines and bright colors and consistent shading um but i think also people are trying to connect with someone when they're trying to get a tattoo especially if it's a larger project yeah i find that um in discussions um with tattoo artists like that they they you mentioned like how big a like there's a certain like honor to it, right? Of like transforming the body. And a lot on this show, we talk a lot about you know mind, body, and philosophy. But like that co component of like the trust, you know, that the exchange that goes on, like by modifying like the body with these incredible uh, images. And so one of the questions I, I wanted to ask you about, because like you're in a place where you can help me with this, is um, you paint as well. And and, and, and and you do that. I was just wondering if you could take me into um, uh, what what your mind and your process is versus, you know, like you got the, you can manipulate the painting, you can make changes, <laughs> you can change the color, you can shading. And then for for tattooing and creating that, that panel on the body, what, well, how does that shift happen to you? What's going on there? That's a, a question I haven't been able to ask. Hmm. So kind of what is my, my creative process from, from getting the client's ideas to actually making the tattoo? Is that kind of the question? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so 
I think of myself as a creative problem solver. I think of tattooing as a lot of logistics, and I think that makes me a little bit more of a left brain artist than than lots of folks are. Um, so it's almost like production design, <laughs> where I I get the person's idea. Um, I get an idea of the area of the body they'd like the piece to go. Um, I will often take a picture of that body part, like say it's your upper arm, I'll have them kind of stand relaxed and take a good photo of that, that portion, kind of um, mark, you know, mark up the picture where the tattoo is going to go. And then um, I, then I source a bunch of images for inspiration and reference. Say it's, um, like say it's going to be a cat portrait. I'll have the client send me a few different photos of their cat Usually I go for what's in the best lighting and the clearest. <laughs> um, that's sometimes hard to get. Um, and then maybe they want to have some crystals and some mushrooms and some flowers with it. So I'll source all those images and kind of do a like a collage, basically, um, to figure out composition. And then um, basically sketch out some, some line work from there. Um, then I look into balancing darks and lights and color combinations and try to make sure that overall you know you're not sticking red next to purple that's usually not very flattering <laughs> um so it's a lot of it is similar to, <laughs> to composing a painting but um on something that's round and squishy and movable <laughs> <laughs> that's the round and squishy and movable is the <laughs> it's a uh... I love I, I I love that I love that language. The panel the panel of course is different. And I was meant I was hearing you mentioning like pictures of cats. I, I was imagining all these blurry photos. Of, uh, yeah. But of course, cats do rest. Cats do rest, and that's when you can get a good mm -hmm. photo of a cat when they're not moving when they're resting eighteen hours of the day. So. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, one of the big questions, because uh, I know you think a lot about art and, uh, you know, you spend so much time with it and been around it uh, throughout your life. Um, big question. Uh, you're an artist. Uh, what is art? I think that art at its essence is creative problem solving. And so it could take many forms. It could be how to make the best dinner, how to sew a pair of pants, how to do a good tattoo. Um, but it's it's always creative problem solving. And that requires some skills and some patience and also the passion to want to do a good job at it. Um, I think that at its best, art can really be a service to the community it's a part of. Um, and I, I guess I fall back on the um, like art as a skilled craft much more than um, much more than art as a statement, I guess, in my life. Um, I, I don't know if this isn't the, the what is art so much more as the, the what is the role of art. So is it okay if I get into that question too? <laughs> um, that's the that's that's the next question yeah like yeah, establishing yeah. what art is and now like what what's art supposed to do for us humans yeah absolutely okay okay cool yeah i i think uh i think that like art is yeah it's creative problem solving and it's telling stories and i think that 
you know, when it's, I think that's something that's been used for as long as humans have had any kind of community and culture. And I think that, um, yeah, at its best, it's a service to the communities that it's a part of. Um, I think that the concept of artist as tortured, starving genius is just so um, unhealthy and not useful. And I think that, um, I just think that art is, it's all around us. It's, it's used and needed for so many different things. And so like the idea that it's really separate from the rest of life is, is more of a new concept that's not very helpful. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I appreciate a... your comments right there because it's like, you know, art ends up being so enmeshed, right? So when you mm -hmm. ask the, uh, uh, like conceptual question, I ask you, and it's fast, you know, like what is, what is art? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's difficult to speak about. It's like, how do I pull that piece out of me and say, well, like what it is when, like you're saying, there's part of life or like, you know, um, embodying it. And I think that's, it's always a, an interesting trick. It's almost like asking like somebody how they are human, right? Uh, <laughs> like they're a human and be like, what's it like to be human? And I'm like, ah, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know anything else. Yeah. And, and similar with art. I mean, I, I don't really know how to be anything else other than an artist. It's like really kind of all I was set up to be. <laughs> so it, and well, to me, we, it's like we, I like, and we like you being, and we like your being in this way too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like I can't really imagine uh, another, what I'm doing otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the things I wanted to I wanted to ask, and it's a little bit more of like the kind of like uh, the the origin. Uh, story and it has to do with like people and things or influences. But the, another big question I had is uh, what, what are, what are who made you who you are? Um, I think that kind of every experience in your life leaves a mark. And I feel like every, yeah, every day, every experience somehow makes you who you are. But uh, the big things I would say certainly growing up around artists. Um, also, I grew up slightly in the Catholic Church. My my dad's family is Catholic, and then um, my mom. When my parents got divorced, my mom went like full '90s pagan and had this amazing like, uh, f you know, moment of freedom in her life. And so I I grew up with a lot of magical thinking, but from very different <laughs> perspectives. <laughs> and so I I love. Uh, like the ritual and the symbolism and the storytelling that many spiritual paths can can give you. Um, I think that's definitely been a, a force in my life, even though I, I don't consider myself to be religious. But um, the art and the symbolism and the stories, that's like where my heart is. Um, and then also, like we we're talking about growing up out in the woods, uh, my dad had a house on a lake. So I just would even like in cold winter months, go down to the lake and spend lots of time by myself, just looking at the landscape and having that peace and quiet and room to think. Um, yeah, being, <laughs> I think spending a lot of time alone as a kid certainly has made me who I am. Um, lots of time for creativity and thinking. The development that, of your imagination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I I wonder if kids don't the, get that uh, so much nowadays. <laughs> unassigned. It's like unassigned, unassigned time, right? In 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 yes. time to be. I I don't know. It seems like there there is something different about it as far as like um I guess maybe each generation says it, but there's a certain feeling that like even me, I grew up in a city like we, we'd roam and range and then go play basketball, you know, like wandering through the city and just kind of like, you know, make it make it back home. And I, I think like in general, there seems to be like some less of those processes of like yeah. wandering out and then kind of coming back in. And it certainly seems that was a big well, maybe almost relaxed constituent part of like your experience mm -hmm. in developing your art uh, uh, growing up, like the embodying uh, that. Do, do you think that actually that that component is like noticeably missing right now? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, I mean, there were many hours where I was just out by myself, didn't have a cell phone at that time. And just, uh, I think where we where my dad lived there wasn't even cell service coverage even later on and so not being not being tied to technology all the time not being not having someone keeping tabs of you all the time um i don't think i've felt that free since i was a kid honestly um even you know you people talk about taking time away from social media and stuff and I think social media has a lot of positives to it, but it's hard to figure out what your own thoughts are when you are constantly absorbing other people's thoughts. <laughs> There's been a lot of changes uh, that that I've that I've seen um, within tattooing, both in its popularity and you know just folks, you know, making that choice uh, to become tattoo uh, tattooed and. Um, a good friend of mine, Sean Brown, is a tattoo artist out in Washington, D.C., and he's done a few of my tattoos. I've learned a lot from him going back, way back. Um, but I think about our conversations when he was teaching me about tattooing like 25 years ago and how completely different it seems uh, right now. For you as a tattoo artist with its general popularity and you know more of a cultural acceptance of it, what have, what have you seen and are you kind of excited about this happening um, or is it problematic in some way as far as the change in, in tattoo culture? Huh. I think like everything, there are positives and negatives, but the fact that many more people want to get many t more tattoos is not a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's keeping us all busy and... Um, you know, it's, I'm really thankful that this is a, a way to be an artist and, and do okay for yourself and um, feel like you're really impacting people's lives. And like, that's amazing. I don't think there's anything bad about that. Um, but of course, like with reality TV shows and um, all that kind of stuff, sometimes the expectations are not the same as the reality. I've, I've definitely had people come in and say, hey, can I just get sleeved up real quick? <laughs> And because in uh, <laughs> I got 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Can I do this on my lunch break? Like you can do that, right? You're an artist. Um, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it doesn't really happen the same way it does on, you know, 45 minute TV show. Um, it's I think that 
so there's a, maybe there's a lot of like education that goes into starting a relationship with a new client of like, Hey, this is the pace that I work at. This is how you can expect things to go. Um, this is my process, you know, and, and if that works for you, great. And yeah, if not, there's a thousand other artists out there too, who can help you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I imagine most industries that have had lots of TV shows done about them. There's a lot of like uh, disconnect between TV shows and reality. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you um, a, a, a question. It's been a theme that, that that's come up and you had mentioned about kind of like the historical like idea of, you know, tortured artist. Um, and I think that take, I mean, in popular culture for a long time, I took the form of like, we think of like the male tortured white male, tortured painter, mm-hmm. you know, drugs, alcohol, like that is, is you know, like it, Andy there's Warhol, some aspects you know? <laughs> of that. Now my show, yeah, my, my, my show, my show is like, been gotten more and more as things develop because things develop with who I talk to towards the the medicine of art towards you know a certain rejection of like full-on suffering uh to create the idea that maybe art is regenerative celebratory you know revealing and I'm not trying to be Pollyannish about it um every time I mention it it's not you know creating things is extremely difficult um, but I've been very um, moved by whether it's within the process or we get from art as medicine and as as healing and thinking about it um, in, in, in that way. Does what I have to say about that, does that fit into your approach of how you look at both the process or being able to produce art to help to help to help mm-hmm. and 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 to heal is, 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 is it right to say that that's part of your thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it's almost like, like a devotional act, I think making art and it's not always easy, but it's always fulfilling. (laughs) And, um, so I think it's healing and helpful both for myself as an individual. And then ideally if I'm making art that is good, I think it's also helpful for, for the world. You know, creating something that's either beautiful or engaging yeah. or, yeah. I uh, grew up uh, a Rhode Island Catholic. You described some of your background, uh, devotional act. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I you promise know, I'm not religious, I, I, but that's still, I, it's in there. You know? <laughs> well, here's my, here's my general theory on it. I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual wanderer. I grew up Catholic and that has a particular meaning. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, what, so I wanted to, I wanted to ask, uh, uh, a big, a big question, uh, you know, the podcast name about, since we're speaking about big concept is I wanted to know why Caitlin, Abdal Velasquez, why <laughs> there is something rather than nothing? Well, my first thought is just because it's more fun that way. Um, <laughs> but really... Um, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it just... Uh, yeah, it's just more It's just more fun and, and better and more beautiful to have something rather than nothing. And um, 
I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you why, but since there is something rather than nothing, I think a more important question might be, what do we do with the something that we have? Um, because if we treat something like it's nothing, then things kind of just get screwed up and, and not cared for. But I think that, um, we have something, we have this beautiful, amazing world and we should treat it like it's something. That might be really cheesy, but that's yeah. where my heart's at too. <laughs> well, this, this, this question provokes, you know, cause it's so profound provokes discomfort. And, um, I think the only release from it is that, you know, that my last episode won't give the answer whenever that happens to be, <laughs> you know, um, uh, but but I I I I do enjoy it and I I I I love your answer. I mean, it really has to do. You know, I, I'm uh, we are creators. You know, whether creators and magicians and 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 making things and and trying to do things. Um, there is a real practical answer that I hear a lot. Is like this is what we got. This is what we're trying to do. And I don't know, you know, there's a general, I, at least I feel humble about it. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm glad there's this stuff here. Um, not sure why, but I'm going to, I'm going to manipulate it while I'm here and it's here. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think other than storytelling materials are the other thing that gets me really inspired. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that kind of, that goes right to it. Like just uh, having material to manipulate and play around with is just such a, an amazing thing. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I, I rolled that question around for quite a while and yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't even know if I am capable of understanding why, because I don't know if I'm capable of really understanding nothing like under, like, like, since there is something, I don't know that I can even fathom there not being anything. Right. So then I just think, right. well, since there is something, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> nah, that, that, that approach makes, makes a ton, a ton of sense to me. Hey, um, uh, Caitlin, I, I want you to, if, if you could, I'd like to, uh, get the listeners to, to, to know where to find your art, um, I, I, I enjoy it deeply. Like I said, uh, I'm very excited to have the opportunity to talk to you here, but can you, can you, um, let, um, listeners know where to find like your, your tattoo work, the images, that type of thing, but also the other art, um, that you create as far as so people can come, uh, come in contact with, uh, with you and your art. Yeah, thank you. Um, absolutely. So I did recently combine my art website and my painting website into one. So it's just CaitlinAbdow.com. And there's a right on the homepage, you can you can go tattoo route or painting route. <laughs> um, and then I'm also on Instagram, uh, my, my more fine art Instagram is CaitlinAbdow. And then uh, my tattoo one is Tattoos by Caitlin. That's Caitlin with two N's. <laughs> um, yeah, those are the best ways to find me. Um, and I will be reopening my books for new tattoo clients mid-November. Mid-November. Okay. I'm making a personal note on that <laughs> one. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, and, 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 and thank you. And thank you for sharing that, um, for, you know, for folks, 
uh, you know, looking uh, at tattoos. I, um, the, the, and it's tough. I've always have this, uh, the difficulty with more visual artists and tattooing. Um, but, um, it's really just like instructions for listeners to go and check out, uh, those, the beautiful images of, um, in natural images and that are, you know, by the hand of, uh, of, of Caitlin and really uh, explore your art. Um, I, I, I intend in my life soon to have a Caitlin Abdal Velasquez piece of art <laughs> on me. That'll take some time to get to. I wanted to get your answers to why there's something rather than nothing in what is art first. <laughs> um, but I, I really, um, I, I, I really, uh, I really wanted to thank you, um, uh, for your time and, um, uh, appreciate the images that you put out there and the, and the discussion about like what we're up to and trying to create our, and what we're trying to do, you know, maybe to help things, you know, uh, be better, you know, or, or beautiful images to be out there and to inspire us. So, um, Caitlin, I wanted to thank you for that. And thank you so much for your time, uh, coming on to the, to the podcast. Um, I know you're super busy, but, uh, really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. This is really fun. <laughs> thank you so much, Caitlin. This is Something Rather Than Nothing, 